1: hey guys welcome back to the show my goodness i have an exciting guest coming on today you guys the guest i'm bringing on count Cam- geldner she you know what it's been almost 15 years since she left corporate business as a uh, business executive to lead women entrepreneurs. So it's been well over a decade now, but Cammy's a speaker, author, storyteller, and a business coach for high vibe women, entrepreneurs, helping them to build a business they love with more prosperity, time, and more wealth, which is so exciting. She's also the host of Extraordinary Women Radio. So I'm looking forward to Cammy going ahead and filling in the gaps, but welcome to the show, Cami how's it going? Thank you for having me, Brittany. It's great to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, I I feel like we should just go back and start, you know, how was it when you left corporate to go into um, business? Tell us a little bit about that and how that journey was. Yeah, it was a big,
2: it was a big leap. I'd always consider myself a, a, an executive woman, right? I mean, that was just had always been my trajectory. And Um, there was a point where I was very clear I was going to go in a different direction. I didn't know what it was, but luckily I found my way into being an entrepreneur. And uh, I, I found this calling. I mean, it's like I had to do my own inner work, right? It was like, and it was really a lot of inner work that got me to that space because I was so wrapped up into, you know, where I had been and what I'd been doing that it wasn't even on my peripheral to go start my own thing. And, uh, As that got clear for me, there was this opportunity to really like tune into my heart and listen to the inner wisdom, which was new for me, for sure, (laughs) it was not the space that I'd always worked from. I'd always worked from a very linear approach and the journey to being an entrepreneur was really about tapping into that soul wisdom that we have as as females, as women, and um, just Learning to trust that intuition that I had, learning to trust the the journey that I was on, and starting to open up to the signposts that were all around me that I was supposed to be doing something different.
1: Absolutely, I mean, and it takes a huge leap of faith to actually go ahead and do that, and come through with it, and come out so successful and stay with it, right? So that's huge. Thank you for sharing that. Now, would you mind tapping into? our topic, you know, time, prosperity, and wealth uh, for your business and for your Mm -hmm. life. How did you go about doing that? And I know you teach it. Um, If you want to just dive in a little deeper with that, I think that would be great to start off.
2: Well, when i go back to my corporate days right i mean it was really a lot of grind i was working 80 hour weeks i was traveling around the world and it was a heavy lift and um it was really after i left there was this time and space of really having to to heal and recover personally inside i mean i really had this journey to go through and when i started to see that you know you know that the, the view of, of running a, an entrepreneurial business as a business as a business coach I dove right in and I loved what I was doing and I was growing my business and I was landing business and The thing was is I started to catch myself in a world of of kind of doing what I had already done back in the corporate world that working really hard and always just that that perception of, that I have to work really hard to be successful and so yeah and i just started i mean when i had so many clients that i couldn't even breathe to to take care of myself right i mean i was like okay i was just back to back to back to back clients and there was no space one for ceo planning no space to think about how i was going to be growing my business because i was always with clients and there was just no place even to think Uh, or and most more importantly more no space to take care of me and so I started fi- finding myself going down this pathway of, oh, this is this is I'm kind of recognizing the patterns that I had had back in the corporate day that I was starting to reduplicate in as an entrepreneur. And so there was my awakening. It was like something needed to shift and I didn't, because I was pretty adamant, I didn't want that kind of of a business. I want I really wanted my business to support my life in the way that I wanted to. So I really took a step back and started thinking about what was it I wanted my business to be. And how do and, and then I you know worked with good people who could really help me think about what's the right business model, what's the right strategy. And I was able to weave in together that soul part of me together with the strategy to to redesign what my business model looked like to redesign how I serve my clients. And that was a big shift where I, you know, I shift, shifted it out of doing one, all one-on-one coaching to today. I just run mastermind. Pro- I just today I run mastermind programs. I don't just run mastermind programs. <laughs> I run mastermind programs, and they're amazing and they're powerful, and they they really teach my clients. I teach my clients what I learned myself over those years. How do I do it in a way? How do I build a business that's soul inspired, soul you know uplifted? but also right. having the right strategy and business model around it to help to do it in a way that you create a lot of white space on your calendar.
1: I love it. And I mean, like you said, you know, oftentimes we, we leave corporate and stuff like that so that we can, you know, support our lifestyle that we want and, you know, have that freedom again. And oftentimes we, we don't want to go defeat the purpose of being an entrepreneur. Right. Right. And, you know, sometimes you're just working too much or, and we have to reevaluate and take that step back to really see why. okay, why did we do this in the first reason? Is this supporting the lifestyle I want, you know, and then just revamp from there, which looks like you did. Yeah. And here's the other piece
2: of that is that it's, you know, we can create the white space on our calendar And, and, and we can still catch ourselves going, oh my God, I need to fill it back up. So that's one of the natural inclinations we can go to. And the other side of it is we can move the way we move energetically through our days and through our weeks and months where we're like constantly moving from one meeting to another and not breathing in between, not Mm -hmm. pausing in between, not giving ourselves that energetic space to just reconnect before we move into the next whatever that looks like, whether it's going to make dinner at the end of the day, that, that pause at the end of the day, the pause after our meetings
1: gives us a whole different energetic way that we can move about the world. That's amazing. Thanks for sharing that yeah. yes, because I think it's super valuable. And, mm. you know, tell us a little bit about the single biggest factor that normally, or that you've noticed has held entrepreneurs back. Before yeah. maybe taking that leap or throughout their journey. Is yeah. it kind of something to do with what we just spoke about, or is there anything else you want it's to add? It's a kind bit
2: of, of both. I mean, it's it's a bit of that, but I think it's it's really the um, it's that mindset. Well, it's what well, I call it our factor, is what I call it. So that's what the single factor is, is our factor. Okay. And it's how we okay. resonate. It's the energy that we show up in the world and, and, and energy that we show up in our business, how we relate with our clients. And there's four elements to our factor. And I think it's really important because what happens is we can get in our heads, we can, you know, we can shrink, we can we can be in this, you know, space of playing smaller when we're stretching into being an entrepreneur there's always stretches where. we're stepping we're stretching into spaces that we've never stretched into before, and so the four elements for our factors first one is mindset. So taking care of how we care for our mind and what's the stories that we tell ourselves on a day-to-day basis and catching ourselves if we're being that inner critic, that's constantly pulling ourselves down. So that's the first part of that. The second part is our body. And that means taking care of our body from the perspective of how we move every day, how we nourish our bodies, how we show up or how we take care of our bodies energetically. So, Because if we're if our body, if we're not in our bodies, if we're not connected in our bodies, if we're not fully nourished in our bodies, it can get messy and get in the way of our our expansion. Um, Third is spirit and that spirit, however you spirit. And that's really about connecting to that inner wisdom that we have and being able to listen to that wisdom we have inside to think about where we're taking our business to to reflect on where we're taking our business. And then the fourth part of our factor is community and that's having community around you, that's uplifting you. And if we have, so if if we are, if we are taking care of our mind, our body, our spirit, and our community on a day to day basis, we keep our energy clean. We keep how we're showing up in our work really true to who we are. And that's how I think we really break through the bit, you know, make the biggest breakthroughs in our business because it's, or taking care of us
1: first it all starts with us right how are we supposed yeah. to help other people if we're not helping ourselves right yeah yeah we have to we I have like, to fill uh, up
2: our cups first and i think mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs we can we can forget that we are like okay we have to do all the things and it's like no we don't have to do all the things if we're showing up in our best light of who we are we can do amazing things
1: i 100 agree with you i think that's incredible you know it's like when you're on the airplane and you have the, you know, how they always tell us, put your oxygen mask on first, yeah. and then you can help more people. That's how <laughs> totally. we want to remind ourselves of. Totally. <laughs> you know? Oh, thanks for sharing, Cammie. Now yes. let's, let's dive into the topic, you know, simplifying the business mm-hmm. in order to scale. Yeah. I'll let you have it because I know you've got a lot of um, <laughs> value and yeah. Beyond that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's, and I got to that point because I was fe- feeling all of that pressure on my business.
1: Right. Everyone so
2: filling up everyone when,
1: else's. Exactly. cups exactly. before your own. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, um, the way we do that is with the smart business model. And that means, um, we simplify our, our offerings so that we only, we're only marketing our few offerings. We're sending people to a set, a, a very specific set of ways that we can help them. Um, which is really a, a you know if we only if we have twenty products, it's we're we're constantly going in different directions, right? If we're constantly looking at all, trying to market right. all these different things versus giving a, a clear path for our clients to come through. So a very clear customer journey is where we want to take people. Um, so being really tuned into what that customer journey is. Um, so that's the S in um, smart business model. M is market, and that's really understanding who your ideal market is. No, I mean, it, and, and it's not elementary to, to go down this pathway of who's our ideal client, who's our sole client. The deeper we can go into understanding our sole clients, the better we can really market to that, that person. So that's the second part of simplifying our business. A is ascending, and that means an ascending product model. It's again, we're really understanding that, that our customer journey, and people are coming into us. Here's the first step in the work with us. Here's the second step. Here's the third step, but it's ascending, and it's and it's one pathway into us. Um, so, S M A R is repeatable and so this is like you you build the, the the ways that you can you know bring clients into your business on a repeatable basis so for example i i host an event called the extraordinary women ignite conference it's my ninth year of hosting this event it's repeatable it brings clients into my business and it and it works so find what your right way of approaching marketing is um you know the way you bring clients in in a way that's repeatable And then um, T is time prosperous, and that means making white space on your calendar so that you can think so you can do your big picture thinking so you can look at your business as a CEO, you can look at your your messaging from a thought leadership perspective, not just a, a marketing perspective, but you really get into bringing your original thought to the table so that you can really, you know, bring you Your best ideas to the world and you've got to have white space on your calendar to be able to think and to be able to you know to to develop those kind of ideas and to further develop your teachings in alignment with that customer journey all of that is is really important but you've got to have that white space on your calendar so that as a ceo you can do that work
1: a hundred percent oh i love that i love the smart business model this is yeah now let's dive into you know I know you you work with uh, women entrepreneurs correct mm-hmm. so yes. let's let's talk a little bit about you know women's wisdom yeah. in the medicine our and the medicine that our world needs you know yeah. let's talk a bit about that i'm okay. interested to hearing more about that
2: yeah yeah i believe that women's wisdom is the medicine our earth needs and the reason i believe that is i i think that we've we've come through a you know we've come through business where business was always very linear and 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 it's very um i think women have a different way of approaching business we have a way of connecting with others and collaborating together we have a way that we can bring our compassion we can bring the fierceness as women as well but this 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 light of who we are to the table i think that changes the way changes the future of how business is done and and we all have feminine energy, I mean, male and female, and I wanna be really specific about this. So this is not necessarily a man versus a woman thing, but it's it's that bringing more of that feminine energy and, and men have male and female energy and we have male and female energy. So it's like bringing that softer side of us to the table so that we create a different way. It's it is like comp- competition isn't the main thing, right? It becomes, let's collaborate together. Let's work together. let's, And it, it, cha- it shifts the language. It shifts the energy. And I think that, you know, we've come through some crazy times these past few years. And I think we're all listening to that deeper inner wisdom inside of us that enables us to show up in, in new ways.
1: I like it. So what about, you know, as an entrepreneur, what, what would you say, like, you know, sometimes we have so many different spaces, and there's so much noise. So Mm -hmm. how, how would you um, maybe tell us a bit about, you know, how to stand out among the noise, when it is such a busy, I mean, being an entrepreneur, lots of times there's other people doing similar things, you know, yeah, as your yeah. business. How do you, how do you stand out there? How are you unique? Tell me a bit about that and how you, you, be uh, you right? I mean, it's really, yes! simple. It's, yeah. Yes. And it's, it's really funny.
2: I'm, I'm running a storytelling for your brand workshop in my extraordinary women connect Facebook group this week. And okay, this is one of the, the questions we were talking about is like, how do you stand out among the noise? And I think that the way you stand out among the noise is you find a way that one, you build your brand from the inside out. It's like, nobody can be your brand if you're building it from the essence of who you are. So that's one way that you're doing that. Two is you you start to, if you're creating that white space for yourself to think about that big picture, if the whole world could hear one message from you, what would it be? It's And, and you're mm-hmm. getting into, you're wanting people to think and act and do differently because it's not just another marketing message, but it's like, what's that thing that you're wanting people to think and act and do differently because you are bringing them this provocative thought, this original thought that's only yours. And you, you have really, you want people to do something different with it. You want them to think differently. And so if you, you're elevating your message to a thought leadership message, you still want to speak your client's love language and, you know, bring them into your business. But there's this, this element of being able to, to, the, if you're coming in from a thought leadership perspective, people are going to hear your message like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of that. Right. I'll give you an example. One of my clients, Dana Kirchmar, she is she's, she's my rocket scientist client. I always call her that. And her Love one me. message for the world is what if we stopped asking young girls, if they're good at math, instead started asking them what they would like to change in the world. And it's a shift right it's a, it's a sh- what if we stopped asking young girls if they're good at math well, that's, I mean, that's a question we've been asking young girls for a long long time what if we stopped asking them and started changing up the conversation it would change something in our world so it's that kind of a question where you're getting people to stop and go huh that would be really amazing so that's how you start to you know if you are bringing starting with you from the inside out and then really bringing in top level real messaging. That's just not, you know, another pretty meme. I mean, nobody needs to see another pretty meme. Nobody needs to just hear, you know, a quote that they've heard a billion times over. It's like bring some original thought to the, to the conversation.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's step away from, you know, society and what they want today and let's, let's take it back a few steps. Yeah. I love it. Now you mentioned, okay, I know we kind of t- talked a little bit about it, but you also mentioned, you know, learning your client's love language now, and mm-hmm. uh, we touched on it. Do you, can, do you mind just diving in a, just a bit deeper into that? Yeah, sure. Sure, sure.
2: And there's, and and you hear a lot of the pain based scarcity kind of marketing that's out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And i like like,
2: let's throw that out. We have to understand what our client's pain is, what keeps them awake at night. It's really, really important. We understand that. Right but we don't have to like rub the salt in the wound on, you know, on something that they're going through. And in fact, what I know is if people, we can, we can, we can bring them into, we understand the situation they're in so we can understand their problem that they're in, but where we want to go is to what's possible, help them see things from a bigger, more expansive way. So shifting into what is it that they really desire and helping them see even more than that they, that they don't even see for themselves some days. Um, So that's where I think the magic in our, our, our marketing can really speak our clients love language, we when we start to speak to what they desire, and what they're Mm -hmm. really wanting, um, that can really elevate one the energy that we're showing up in our own marketing. And two it helps them see in a bigger sort of a way and it pulls people in. And I can tell you, I've never in my life purchased made a big investment in my business based on pain, like or fear, right? scarcity feeling or fear. I've never ever done it. It's always been what else is possible. And somebody Mm -hmm. would paint that picture for me. And I'm like, yes, that's what I'm looking for. So that's the shift in learning to speak our clients love language. And it's, you know, I've I've been I was a marketing professional. That's what I did my whole, you know, back in the day in, in the corporate world. So I get all of the right, you know, the teachings that they teach about, um, you know, marketing to the pain. We understand it, but we, we move beyond that. So that's what I, when I talk about speaking your client's love language, that's what
1: I I mean. No, I totally, I can see where you're coming from in regards to that. You know, oftentimes we're so focused on the pain and the struggles and the challenges, but I think if we look at it from like, okay, they want to go to Maui, that's their destination. They want to get there. And if you can just focus on that destination and and not think about, you know, okay, it's not about how we're going to get there, but of course it is a bit, however, just know that they're going to get there and, you know, this is how we can do it and focus on the destination and landing, landing in Maui, you know, instead of focusing on all the struggles and challenges and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. And and we weave a bit of that in, it's like we weave a, a, a touch of it in we're expansive. It's like my message, right. my messaging around wealth, prosperity, and time prosperity, or raise up your voice, vision, and visibility. It's what my clients are desiring. You know, right. that sort of thing. It's not about, okay, we're going to, I don't, talk, I don't like go into, oh my God, how many businesses fail and yada, yada, because that's or not what the Or what have energy. you tried I,
1: before? We don't want to yeah. focus
2: on that. And frankly, it changes who we draw into our business. I mean, I love my clients with all of my heart. And I I draw right. on people who are, have very expansive thinking. So I think that that's part of that.
1: I like that. Well, thank you for sharing. And I totally agree with you in regards to that. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes we just got to shift that mind and focus on something else. And it, it helped, like, like you just said, you attract different thinking people, which is great. Yeah. You yeah. know, so now... Do you mind um, covering a little bit about, you know, you said you had a Facebook group. Now, is this where you create um, connected community to grow your business? Or tell me a little bit about how that works.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I I initially started live events is where my connected community first came to me was I was hosting events called Extraordinary Women Connect, and I was doing Mm -hmm. my Ignite conference on an annual basis. So nine years of doing that is where that started. And then um, as that started, that's where the Facebook community came into play, where it started saying, okay, let's have a place where we can gather on a more frequent basis. Um, And then a couple years after starting my Ignite conference and and Connect events, I um, started my podcast, Extraordinary Women Radio. And that was I was getting to connect with, like, the most amazing people on podcast all the time. Right. So it was this opportunity. It was like, oh, my gosh, I get to meet these amazing people. Let's invite them into community as well. So that's where the whole Extraordinary Women Connect Facebook community really has grown and evolved is from you know these different aspects.
1: This is awesome. Now. Let's dive into maybe a little bit about the podcast, the Extraordinary yeah. Women uh, Radio Show. Mm-hmm. Tell me a bit about your intentions behind that, and and where where is that today? Sure, sure. So shortly after I started Extraordinary Women, but well,
2: actually when I first started Extraordinary Women Connect, the same year, I interviewed five women, the same okay. time, and 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 did them on Zoom. I did not have a podcast. And it, or it probably wasn't even Zoom. It might have even been webinar or something. Right, go to webinar or something. I don't even know what what it was, but it was a platform where we did a video interview. And I was like, oh my god, that was so much fun. And right. so I kind I had this vision that I wanted to do a podcast. But you know, you're, you're you're growing your business. I'm like, okay, what's the right space to do this? So I paused. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it for a couple of years. And then once I was ready to do it, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I launched it. I think it was six years ago that I launched it. And um, I'm about ready to hit 300 episodes. So exciting. Yeah. And it's it's been amazing. It's really, I, very early in my business, I partnered with some really great, so I was always telling the story of extraordinary women. That's where it really started. And I partnered with the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame, where I was getting to interview like some really super amazing women, um, like anywhere from Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes to um you know i mean like i just got to interview so many amazing people and uh, an astronaut a a federal judge you know like all these different people that was super cool that i got to do that but then as my business you know was evolving and it was really clear that i was working with entrepreneurs i made a shift a a very conscious shift to say i'm going to really focus on women entrepreneurs and telling their stories so that's that took that shift um, and today that's where I, I spend most of my time is, is focused there. Um, and then I moved into, um, then I moved into, um, adding some of my own content into the mix of it. So where I will do, re- I, I do regular solo episodes. I'll bring them solos in mm-hmm. and mix them in with, with the interviews in the solo episode, mix them in with some interviews. And that's become a really nice rhythm and it's been really good for my business to have brought more of me because it's, you know, it's really easy it's like, it's, I, I love to do interviews and it's really easy for me to do interviews. And the, you know, bringing the solos ep- solo episodes was a, a shift, but it was really intricate to, you know, bringing my voice out into the world. And Absolutely. so that's been really good. And that's, I mean, I get clients off of it. So it's, it's really been a, a good way to- Perfect. To mix
1: that all up. I mean, you know, podcasts can be a lot of work. And if, you know, mm-hmm it's amazing if you can get an ROI out of it and, you know, you're changing people's lives and, you know, if you're getting clients off of it, you know, that that podcast is meant to be there and you're helping, you're helping people. You know, I don't know if you ever get many people down the road that are like, I've been binge watching your episodes and interviews and I need to work with. There we go. And I get that. (laughs) I get
2: that. And I get, um, I feel like I know you, right. So, because if you're, if you're showing up every week on, you know, after, after six years, people have been listening and so that's really good. And, and I guess podcast a lot. So I will be on other people's shows and then they'll listen to me there. They'll start to listen to my show. And so it's a really nice, it's a, it's a great combo.
1: Right. And then you're tapping into their network as well. And yeah, it's amazing. Now, yeah. um, how do you, so now you're interviewing for the most part and a little bit of solos, um, women entrepreneurs. Now, how do you go about attracting the women entrepreneurs to your yeah. show? Do you reach out to them? Do you use pod match? What's your strategy?
2: Yeah, I, um, so I partner with a couple of groups that I love. Um, so I, I have people that will send me, so interview connection sends me a lot of people. Um, they've been great. Um, and I always, trust who they're sending me because is really the level that I want to be bringing on. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, Sounds True is another group that's a, it's a publishing group out of Colorado that has really amazing um, people, and I've been able to bring in some of their people. So they will bring people to me. My com- connections, my communities, my clients, um, that's primarily where it goes. I mean, I probably get 10 requests a day. You know, to be on the show, and that's I don't generally have space to, you know. So unless I really see somebody that jumps out and stands, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's it's hard because it's like you would love to interview everybody, but it's just you really can't. And it's and 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 I'm pretty clear about, you know the you know the the level of expertise. Like right now, I'm bringing a lot of expertise on women who have have built seven-figure companies. or women who have made that transition between corporate executive to a very successful entrepreneur, what are the success factors there? So those are some of the things that I'm I'm looking to. And right. I, you know, I, I put my calendar out for the year. So, you know, my 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 content calendar for that we build my, my content from from for my team. And sometimes I'll pick people, you know, just because they really fit that content calendar as right. well.
1: Right. I like that. Now I know you're doing amazing things with your podcast, and you also, um, you know, you were in the top 100 podcasts for women, and yeah, with that, you were within the top 40 of them. So yeah. that's exciting.
2: It was very exciting. <laughs> I was Congratulations. Like super, and I was looking at the, you sure. know who was on the list, and I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it was really, and it was also- really an honor. Yeah, and I think just having that podcast and having that, you know, it comes with credibility and and authority, you know, when they like you said, trust you, they've been listening to you showing up is huge. It's
2: huge. You know, that's the one thing I will say. I call it the collaboration and quotient factor. And it's like that as podcasters, that's what we I think that's one of the, the the benefits of being a podcaster is you know we can reach out i was going to say we can pick up the phone but we're generally not picking up the phone to call somebody we're generally reaching out through some channel to someone that we just would never be able to believe that we could interview like um mm-hmm. one of you know it's like looking for and when we ask when we go out and we ask people that we really admire and they say yes we're like oh my god like i got to interview Allie brown right and that was like a really big oh, one for exciting. me Um, or, um, Zainab Salbi, who was the founder of women for women international. And it's just like such, it's like you pinch yourself, like, oh my gosh, I get to speak with somebody like this and you build Mm -hmm. a relationship with them. And it's, it's really
1: powerful. A hundred percent. I love it. And I know we're getting closer to the end of the episode, but, you know, Kami, tell me a bit about, you know, your biggest desire for 2023, whether that's with the podcast or the podcast connecting to the business or just the business in general or your life. Do you have anything in particular you're focused on? Sure, sure. We're,
2: we're in growth mode here. So it's really exciting. Um, I'm starting to bring a coach on to start to coach some of my work. So this is like the next level of expansion. I've got, um, amazing clients that I'm working with right now. I just, I'm I, I'm blown away by the clients I get to work with and feel very honored that I get to be a part of their journey. And so it's, we've got a really solid foundation um, that is in place for the next level of growth for my company. We're building processes, we're building, I have, I have a good team around Systems. me. And yeah. And so it's, we're definitely in this year of building that foundation and and, and setting that up for, you know, the next level of
1: us. I'm so happy to hear that you're at that next level. You are looking, you're about to scale. You got that foundation down and outsourcing as well by yeah. the sounds of it, which is yeah, going to get you to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, Cami, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and add such inspiration and value to my listeners. It's, It's what I'm looking for on my show. So I appreciate it. But before we jump off, if anyone is looking to connect with you, maybe they want to work with you, see what's going on. What would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? Sure. Um, Jump out to my
2: website at KamiGellner.com and if you go to the happenings page or click on the 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 very top there's a there's a link at the very top of the website where you can see all of the free trainings that i'm doing i'm I'm doing almost every month i'm doing free trainings like i said this month i'm doing storytelling i do um insight round tables i do all these so every month i'm doing something that's free of value i'm teaching and um you know so it's a good way to to get deeper into my teachings And, you know, that it really is about setting yourself up for that time, more time, prosperity and wealth, prosperity and raising up your voice, vision and visibility to, to grow your business.
1: I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kemi. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day and to share such value. Thank you so much, Brittany group if you're listening and enjoyed please like and subscribe if you're six figure seven figure eight figure entrepreneur and you want to come to the show just like Cammy did today to talk about what's going on the business and you know add some value talk about your show please go to top100interviews.com i'd love to have you on as well thanks everyone catch you on the next episode thanks Cammy. thank you